Hi, Yin and Yang listeners. On our podcast, we talk a lot about being a better version of ourselves, whether it's through martial arts, uh, meditation, diet. And one thing I know Dan's been trying out is Magic Mind, labeled as the world's first productivity shot. It's an energy drink that has L-theanine in it, uh, which is found in matcha, which I'm a big fan of, and has been shown to improve mental activity. Uh, along with a bunch of other good stuff. So yeah, Dan, why don't you share a little bit about your experience? Yeah, I, uh, I had a project at work and I thought, oh, this is a perfect time to try Magic Mind because I've just been a little scattered and I go to work, I get to work at about 6 a.m. So it's pretty early. And this is something that they recommend that you take with your caffeine. So I had a little bit of coffee and it had Magic Mind and it really did work um, to me, for me. And I had a project where I had to look at rules and regulations, very boring stuff. But yeah. uh, because of Magic Mind, I started doing the work, looked at the rules and regulations. I knocked that out in, in two days. So something that I think would have taken a week only lasted two days. So Justin Khan, the founder of uh, Twitch, he, he drinks it. So, you know, hey, it's good for him. It's, you know, good for us, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> and guess what? Magic Mind is our first sponsor. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Magic Mind, for sponsoring this episode. For our young, young listeners, if you go to magicmind.co forward slash YNY and enter code uh, capital YNY20, that's YNY20, within the next 10 days of this podcast release, you'll get up to 40% off your subscription of magic mind so don't miss out now if you're hearing this podcast after 10 days no worries uh the code will still get you 20 percent off a one-time purchase so that's still a good deal so anyways all right let's get to the episode and thanks all right we'll see you all Okay, welcome back, Yin and Young listeners. Uh, this is episode 62, if we're on schedule. And uh, yeah, this is going to be uh, yeah, a good catch-up uh, 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 episode with Dan and I, just us two, and just talking and, and catching up on life and uh, what I've been up to here in Tokyo, uh, not Tokyo, but Japan. I'm in Mie, to Mie, yeah. Yeah, I wonder. Oh, this is my mask. I wonder if if, if they have this design in America or not. Like kind they of like do. The box. They do. Okay. Yeah. They do do. I'll, yeah, I, I like, have one. I like. Yeah, I like the design. Yeah. Um, I, might, I might have one. Here, oh, hold really? on. <laughs> yeah, I, I. Yeah, see, the boxy thing. Oh yeah, yeah. It's oh, you got like a little nice pattern inside too. Yeah, cool. Yeah. The numbers are going up in LA, although there's very there's not that many people testing anymore. So, yeah, who knows? And from the pictures, not many people are wearing masks. I mean, that was that never really caught on anyway. So no, I heard. Um, I had a friend flying back from New York. Yeah, and uh, my wife was coming back um, on the train that same night. That right before uh, her train ride, the conductor gets on. It's like yeah. They eliminated the mask mandate, and they nullified it. So everyone just like took it off, and you know, well, not everyone, but a lot of people took it off. So 
she was freaking out and she's like i'm not taking the train for a while yeah. and then the friend who was flying back from new york he said it happened mid-flight and he was he was pissed <laughs> oh they made the announcement and then everyone's like yay yeah yeah not everyone but almost like 90 yeah. percent of the people it's like a celebration of uh freedom right yeah <laughs> it's not like victory japan or victory or europe whatever right the end of world war ii you can it's like yeah we won right it's like and that the judge was um the bar association deemed her unqualified or unfit to be a um, a judge <laughs> before oh. she was nominated or after she was nominated by trump oh oh that's uh that's not good <laughs> no but the thing is, um, they said that the mask mandate was coming down or they were going to get rid of it on May 3rd. So it was going to come down anyway. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah. So what have you been up to? What is life like in Japan right now for you? You're on Golden Week. I'm, I'm guessing you're not uh, teaching classes. Right now, it's, I don't know if you can see. It's rainy outside. Uh, um, uh, it's, it's super yeah. bright. Yeah, it's raining oh, yeah, outside. Yeah. Um, it's on auto. Uh, and now, oh, sorry. It's okay. I'm going to check my mic connection test. Yeah. Yep. Um, yeah, it's raining. Uh, and uh, I had my booster shot just today. So that was pretty streamlined. They had like a translator there. Uh -huh. So, um, I mean, I, I can speak like basic phrases now and uh, I'm, uh yeah basic phrases like oh dekimasu i can do it or wakarimasen like i don't know like stuff that's useful <laughs> yeah yeah uh, oh that's like the oh yeah oterai like where's the bathroom yeah. Because ote is like hand and arai is to wash. Ah, I guess you can say toi toilet doko desu ka? Toile. Yeah, toilet. Toile doko desu ka? Yeah. Yeah. Which is like toilet. Yeah. But you can so, say benjo. Benjo wa doko desu ka? Ah, benjo, I don't know. It's like. Oh, that We can use that for our language corner. Benjo. Is that like. um I think I know the characters. Uh, Ben's. It's like bian so. Uh, in Chinese, it's like bian so. Bien or something, I think. I'll ben, look it up. Joel is, I think, is um place. Ah, right, right. Like, uh, let's see. Like, uh, I think it's the same for Tokoro, like place. Tokoro, this yeah, might be I the think same so. Kanji, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because if I remember correctly, it's it's written like this. Bien or Benjo, I think so. Benjo, maybe. Uh, not sure. Probably. I I can look it up later. Yeah. Or yeah. Um. No, I'm so no. <laughs> yeah. 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 Feel free to look. Uh. I. What has life been? So yeah. I, the last. So last podcast was with Jeff. Uh, we mainly talked about his, you know, experience. As far as like, then the po podcast before that was with Michael Newman. I had just been in quarantine. So it's been about, what, seven months in Japan now since that first podcast in Japan with Michael Newman. Um, so what? Yeah, it's been interesting. It's been good. Uh, 
I'm still getting the hang of things. I think language is the biggest issue is like getting um, used to language and mm -hmm. greeting people and also certain customs in the workplace and outside the workplace. How to address people is important. Um, but I try not to overthink it too much because then that could be very, uh, that could like freeze, like, you know, could freeze speaking yeah. at all. Yeah, the fear of like, the fear of uh, insulting someone. I mean, you should have a little bit of that fear, but like not too much that you don't talk right yet. <laughs> so I always go for like the most, um, you know, Kago, the most uh, polite form of speech if I, if, yeah. Um, so one thing that I found interesting was, well, uh, there's a couple things. Like one is the omiyagi kind of culture for, for work. Like, so coming from America to Japan, I bought some snacks and stuff for my, uh, for co my coworkers and my boss. And I was kind of stressing out, like, how much do I buy? Who do I give it to? But it worked out fine. I just gave it and they're like super appreciative. And then I noticed like one coworker was like giving omiyagi like almost every week, once a week or something like that, or every what? other week. Yeah, yeah. Are they taking and, trips every week? No, I think I think it's because they were um, they're ahead of a certain division. They're kind of like a manager of sorts. Okay. So I think it's her way of showing that she cares, <clears throat> you know. And then the, I had some coworkers that never gave omiyagi, right? Yeah, uh, yeah, even if they omiyage. went on trips. Omiyage. 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 Yeah. So, uh, American way. Omiyagi. <laughs> omiyage. <laughs> omiyage. Omiyage. Thank you, Dan. Um, and uh, so I, I just found that interesting because with omi, Omiyage, it's there's kind of a bit of social pressure to like, I well, I feel pressure like, oh, I'm getting all these snacks from this one person. So whenever I went on a trip or if I... I would buy some omiyage for um, for her, but then because she sits uh, at like a, a, de a certain location with all the other teachers, I have to get something like small for everyone else that's nearby. Yeah. <laughs> and I was just like, man, this is not like, it's not cheap. Well, I can, even if I get cheap stuff, it adds up if I every single week or so yeah. I just like, I pared it down. At first, I was like overzealous of trying to be like, hey, I'm a good teacher, you know, and I'm yeah. a good person. So I was kind of overgiving a little bit. But then after a while, I was just like, wait, how come this guy never gives omiyage? And I was like, and he and they treated him. No one cared if he didn't give omiyage. So I, I pared it down. And there's a little bit of, yeah. So at first, I think it's easy to judge it as like fakeness, like fake politeness, like giving omiyage every week or every other week it's nice it's like oh i have something to snack on you know between classes um because the reason why I, but i think that's a judgmental way maybe it's just like one person had i saw on like a, a reddit or something someone had described it as like uh the oil that greases like the relationship like oh it's just yeah. like a something that makes things makes things lighter and more fun between people at work right yeah but then there's the flip side of that where there's pressure to get omiyage, you know, when you go on trips and stuff like that. So uh, I think each person has to find their own kind of balance of how much they want to give or how much they want to spend. Like I, there's one Japanese guy, coworker, 
never, he went on trips or whatever he and he he was there only he's been only at that school for only a few years so that's considered new um and everyone treated him fine too so uh so it's interesting navigating like that um and i i basically try not to think too much about it. and basically every school year the teachers change or they move to a different floor or they go to a different some of them even go to different schools yeah um so uh that person that was giving me omiyage she stopped giving me omiyage because she's on a different floor now she has a different division that makes sense yeah but then like you know we don't really say hi well we'll say hi in the morning if i see her but then in hallways or something in between classes it's you know we don't we're not close <laughs> so she so so i the so it's like this person who has given me omiyage almost every week now is kind of like a stranger you know yeah does that does that make sense so it's kind of uh -huh. it's a little strange to me as an american you know like wait you giving me omiyage didn't yeah it, it was no reflection of our actual uh friendly relationship it was just more like you're nearby you're in the same division or same floor and and i get that you know i get that she's obligated almost yeah whereas whereas my mentality was like oh i would only give omiyage to some people i like or i i'm friends with but for her it's like people who are in the same floor working with and uh, that makes sense too yeah yeah i i remember going to japan um for work back in the late 90s and i had to go visit this factory and the head of that factory was it was a very important factory because they made like the, the chips that were the most in demand so mm -hmm. he was basically i had to grease the wheels there and i knew he was i was told that he was a heavy smoker so <laughs> when i went to a business trip to Japan or to Canada before my trip to Japan, I bought like this $50 Cohiba. Cohibas are like one of the top uh, cigars. And since uh, it was in Canada, just one cigar or one cigar, one, one cigar, wow. one cigar. And it was because it was Canada, they didn't have a trade embargo or anything with Cuba. So it was a real Cuban Cohiba, not like the ones that you get in America. So I brought it back to him. And he was like very appreciative and but the thing is that guy was a total heavy smoker it was not it was no joke he brought out like this box of cigars he go hey you want some i was like no no it's okay because yeah i'm a heavy smoker and he lit up a cigar and i don't know if have you ever smoked a cigar one time i did not like it no you're not yeah. supposed to you're not supposed to inhale you're just the oh. the do you, do you know what I'm talking about? I, I inhaled, that's why. I, and they, yeah. they laughed at me when I did that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you're only supposed to keep the smoke in your mouth and then like move it around and spit it out. This guy inhaled. There was no smoke coming out. None. I, I like, that guy's going to die. <laughs> <laughs> but it did help grease the wheels that he knew who I was. So when I had to call him, I was like, hey, my customer really needs this next shipment. Can you like speed it up? He, he goes, oh, yeah, yeah, sure. No problem yeah yeah whereas like i i guess in the states it's kind of like bribery a little bit like mm, it seemed yeah. maybe yeah yeah it seemed like i work at a bank and we have these these trainings that tell us what type of gifts we can and cannot give and uh, receive yeah and it's almost nothing it's like less than 25 bucks or something like that anything more than that you're gonna have to start uh getting approvals and such okay yeah yeah you don't want to have that that look of impropriety but 
in Japan, that's normal business. That's no, yeah, it's normal business. I think China too. I want to. I think Taiwan China, maybe as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Asia mostly in general is like that, right? Yeah, yeah. Because when I worked for that Japanese company, they go, "Oh yeah, go take your customers out to cut to lunch or dinner, whatever they want to do." That's that's expected, you know. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's expected, and I remember I took um one of my customers, he wanted to go Korean clubbing, and that was not cheap. <laughs> That's it's like 250 cheap. yeah it's 200 bucks to just sit down and i invited a bunch of friends um, because my friends were all korean and i didn't speak korean but and my customer wasn't korean so i had to invite some friends to like uh, break the ice and talk to the waiters and such and we i spent like 550 bucks that night oh. on the company expense card and that was actually a cheap night considering that we had like five or six people yeah, if it's less than a thousand, I that sounds like a good night. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, my manager was like, "Yeah, sure, whatever." Huh, interesting. It's a uh, this is a jet for the Japanese company, right? Yeah, for a Japanese company. Yeah, yeah. So it's like, oh, that's no big deal. Yeah, yeah. It's like they they do the whole you know like izakaya slash. Um, oh yeah. So yeah. So the what's it called the nomiya or so I haven't so for my for where I work my school like. We I don't have any pressure to like go out like they there's it's a school they it's not yeah. like a salary business where it's a different yeah. culture yeah so I don't have any pressure to like go get drinks with with uh, my boss or coworkers or anything yeah um, I've been pretty yeah I think for the most part what's been good for me is finding a life outside of uh, of my work so I joined a um, jiu-jitsu club a brazilian jiu-jitsu club in suzuka where it's like two stations away uh but from the express train um and that's been helpful having my girlfriend who i like you know visit and go on trips with that's been really good um i think making friends with local japanese i think we talked talked about this before kind of like we were alluding to it and i think what you said and what michael said is kind of true it's it, it is you'll, you'll need like an inside person to kind of invite you to like social yeah. groups and i think my my way in has been jujitsu so i've i've hanged out with those guys maybe a few times we're not like super close but i know like if i needed like help or i, I get i carpool with this one guy a purple belt and he's he's been super nice and he can only speak japanese so it's been really helpful for my japanese on the car ride back yeah. to uh chat with him and and what's surprising is like even if i can't respond at least i get the gist of what he's saying yeah and then or i'll look it up on like jishou uh the jishou.org yeah. like um the japanese dictionary and i'll i'll get the the meaning yeah yeah and like a lot of times like what i found super useful is i'll just japanese i'll just say every i'll just say the english word in a japanese accent and maybe I would say six times out of ten, there's usually an equivalent, or they'll understand kind of what I mean. Like, yeah, uh, take take out. Oh, take out though. You know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, take out the what people. The, they get it. Yeah, yeah. Did you um, learn a Japanese word for it? Take out. Uh, if I hear, I can probably. Do you know the word for take out? Yeah, I can. Um, now I'm curious. <laughs> <laughs> I want to say demi eye, but that's not right. Oh. So um, ten nai is like in, no. eat in, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so eat out. What is eat out? Katakaidu. Yeah. <laughs> Buy and yeah. go home. Eat out Japanese. Take out. 
eating out. Oh no, not eating out, but take out in Japanese. Take out, take. So there is a katakana version of it, take out do, that would I, which I have used for multiple times.、Um, I guess there's also tori dasu. Tori,、mm. that, that literally means take out. <laughs>、um, because there's like, um, Katte kaeru. Katte kaeru is like you buy and go home. Ah, katte kaeru, like kaeru is go home, right? Yeah. Yeah. Kaeru. Katte kaeru. Yeah.、Um, take out, please. Oh, here we go. Omet, omochi kaeri. Omochi kaeri de. Omochi kaeri de. Or omochi kaeri de onigashimasu. Yeah. I'll have to ask my mom. Yeah. Take out. So,、uh, that's been,、uh, yeah, the language thing. I, I'm trying, you know, I'm trying to dedicate a little bit of time each day to study.、Um, and I, there's some volunteer classes that are like free for foreign residents that you can just go to that are nearby. So, I've been trying to go to that like twice a week at least. And that's been really helpful just talking to like、uh, a Japanese tutor. I'll bring my textbook and say, hey, I have some questions about this, and we just chat about it.、Um, this one older gentleman has been really uh, helpful. Uh, he, speaks a little bit of, he speaks a little bit of English and a little bit of Chinese. He's studying Chinese too, so, so we, we, we can communicate.、Yeah. Does your girlfriend, do you not like have these Japanese conversations with your girlfriend? Not, we speak in Chinese, Mandarin to each other. Oh, interesting.、Um, Yeah, yeah, we speak Mandarin to each other because we met each other in, in the language, right?、Uh, at, cool. at a language school for Mandarin.、Um, so,、uh, what is it? Yeah, so, but like there's some words she doesn't know. She'll say the Japanese one and then I'll, I'll look it up. So, in that way, I kind of learn a little bit of Japanese. She's like, oh, what's、yeah. that word?、Um, and she'll say in Japanese, I'll look it up. Like,、yeah. like uh, what's a good one? Nodoka, that could be like, that means、uh, quiet. Nodoka, yeah. I don't know that one. I, I would have thought it was like Shizuka. <laughs> Shizuka means quiet, yeah, but Nodoka is like peaceful and tranquil. Yeah.、Mm-hmm. Yeah, so kind of like、uh, it's used to describe nature or. I went to Hamamatsu recently, which is like pretty chill place. Yeah. They're famous for their gyoza and their、uh, unagi, their eel. Mm hmm. So, I had eel there, and we sat down and we looked at the menu, and I was like, oh shit, like there's a fear. Because, like, it was like expensive. It was 4,000 yen, like minimum. Yeah. So, so 4,000 yen, it, it used to be 40 bucks, but because of <laughs> because deflation and inflation,、uh, because of like the yen has been super weak recently. That's,、um, yeah. yeah, so 4,000. It's、yeah. like less than it's like 35 bucks or 30. Yeah, 30 yeah, it's、bucks. less USD, but it's still expensive for Japanese yen, right? So, yeah. Um, uh, we're like, okay, <laughs> so she wasn't that hungry, so she just got a drink. And she's not a huge fan of unagi, anyways,、uh, eel. So I, I just ate and I, I just wanted to try one time in Hamamatsu, like their famous, it was like one of those. Hundred year old restaurants that it's been there、oh, for、yeah. like generations, right? Yeah, yeah. There's yeah. a um, there's a Michelin rated unagi place in Tokyo. Oh, yeah, and and they have a an outpost in in Paris as well, huh? But when I went in 2014, they had 
a small sized one for 2000 yen. So that was oh. actually reasonable. Yeah. It was like 2000, 3000, 4000. Mm. And we didn't, we kind of just stumbled across it. And after we looked at it, they go, oh, yeah, this is like Michelin rated. And I saw the NHK documentary about this place where it was like four or five generations, you know, mm. like over 100 years old. And even during World War II, it was the sauce that they kept kept going, right? The uh, the proprietor during World War II, they, they put the sauce and all the, uh, the equipment needed to make unagi in, in the, like a, a hole and they, they covered it up because that sauce has been going on forever. Oh. And what they do is like they when they cook the unagi, they dip dip it into the sauce and they cook and then dip it again. So it has like years and years of like unagi just dipping into that sauce. Oh. And when it goes down, they just add more ingredients, but the, the essential flavor is still there. Oh, it's still in the, the container or whatever. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh. So it's like a starter. So with that, they had like two or three different locations. <laughs> to avoid bombing and stuff, right? Or yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, after they expanded. After yeah. World War II was over, they expanded from like one restaurant to another restaurant and then oh. all the way to Paris. Oh, so. I see. Oh, okay. All right, I want to try that out. I, I, 2,000 yen is fine, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. That was like, eight years ago so okay yeah yeah inflation i'm sure has kicked in yeah so <clears throat> japan's interesting because it's like from what i understand for the last 30 years the economy has been pretty steady st st stagnant you know like not oh. really going like not really going up like the wages have been the same for like like the wages i'm getting for my job now were the same when like my brother did it years ago years ago right oh for for this position really? yeah teaching yeah 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 so it yeah <clears throat> so i i wonder about that because i i looked at some videos of oh what would it be like to live in japan long term and to find work at a japanese company and work in that culture the yeah the wage is going to be kind of low compared to the u.s <clears throat> you know but the taxes oh, are yeah. lower oh really income taxes are lower huh I heard they're yep. pretty high, though, I guess. But you're saying compared to the U.S. income, income Yeah, tax, compared to the U.S., it's much lower. Huh. Yeah, okay. so you have to take that into account because, uh, well, you have to remember that you're not going to get, um, I don't think you're going to get health insurance deducted from your taxes, from your uh, salary. Right. Health insurance is so expensive in America, yeah. like. Yeah, there's like a bunch of things that don't get deducted from your, from your paychecks in Japan. Mm. Okay. But I want to go back to... Um, BJJ, yeah. How is, it? is it like different in Japan versus like uh, the U.S.? So, what he instructs in so he instructs in uh, Japanese. So I guess that's help. That's helped with my <laughs> Japanese listening comprehension. Like, you know, what's the word? Kata is shoulder, right? So I learned yeah. that, and then uh, make. Uh, like the back make uh -huh. uh, yeah yeah so grab from the back shoulder uh and then there's a lot of terms that he just uses in um it's just katakana ego right it's like oh gado guard oh yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. but uh, he's really good um uh, miyamoto sensei uh grip bjj and suzuka uh, they're solid group very very friendly um yeah. we talked about this a little bit in the rama episode but uh, yeah, I think BJJ has a certain culture of like, it's a little bit informal. It's just like slap, bump, fists. Um, yeah, as far as the, the instruction, 
it's good for me because like I'm I'm like an old school white belt, so I'm still like some of the technical things I'm not uh, that proficient in. Um, so the way he teaches, he goes from basics and he gets a little bit more complicated on certain days, or he progresses in the complexity of the technique. So he's a really good teacher, and rolling with him, I've rolled with him a couple times, and it's just like, it's like he's. I want to say he's uh, he's much lighter than me. He's shorter, but he wipes the floor. Like it, I feel like I'm drowning every time I roll with him. So yeah, so his skill level is on top. I heard that he rolled with like one of the Mendez brothers. He, they're super like uh, high level jujitsu practitioners and. It was like a stalemate, according to uh, the rumor I heard. <laughs> oh. Yeah, yeah. Between those, t- uh, my sensei and uh, and one of the Mendez brothers. Uh, so, yeah, it's been good. Uh, he goes over some takedown th- stuff, like wrestling stuff, takedown, like so double legs, single legs. Yeah. Uh, so we learn a little bit of that, uh, especially all, those are usually on the, we do one no gi, so one no gi class a week. And then all the other classes are gi classes, so they're, and it's uh, it's all nawaza, it's all groundwork uh, usually. Uh, the only stand up is usually no gi and takedowns. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, but, so I mean, yeah. is like the instruction the same as in the U.S. in terms of like the curriculum is concerned? Uh, so here's what I mean. Yeah. When my friend played basketball in Japan. Yeah. If it's like an hour long that they have the gym, 45 minutes of it is doing drills. And then they do 15 minutes of actual game or gameplay. Ah, right, right. And then I know in BJJ in, in the US, I don't know for sure, but um, a lot of it's just, you're, you're just going to roll. They might teach you a couple of techniques that night, but it's mostly about rolling and getting that practice, getting those hours in, right? I don't know if that's true or not, but and I went to a judo school in, in LA and that's how it was. It's like they might have taught me one technique or two techniques a night. And then the rest of the time we're just rolling. Yeah, I would say there's a shift. So uh, it's a two-hour class, um, and then so people start coming in nonchalantly, very like you don't have to be punctual. So like the class, people start warming up and doing stretches, but the actual class technique starts like so, like ten minutes into the class or fifteen minutes sometimes. So for then for forty-five minutes of a two-hour class we're learning techniques like drills mm. and we drill that then after the techniques we'll do about i want to say 10ish minutes 10 10 to 15 minutes of uh, live drilling meaning um, guard passing so okay we learned this technique of how to pass a guard uh, for 45 minutes and different guard passes now i want you to live drill like with resistance one person tries to resist the other person from passing their guard so a guard is when right. You know, when someone has yeah. their legs up, you know, towards the other opponent and keeping them away with distance or have them wrapped in their guard with their legs around the other person's waist um, uh, with with the person on the bottom having their back uh, towards the mat. So um, then after that, it's uh, just live rolling. So so in a two hour class, you're looking at maybe warm up like uh, on your own stretching um so the actual like, and then sometimes he mixes up where the warm up time is. He'll actually lead a warm up, but usually it's about ten to fifteen minutes on your own self warm up, self stretching, forty five minutes of drilling, 
then maybe 10 to 15 minutes of live drilling uh, with resistance, and then the rest 45 to 50 minutes of uh, just rolling. Yeah. Whereas in the U.S., if I remember correctly, we have like an hour class I used to that I used to go to. We would do about 15. 15, 20 minutes of of like technique and warm up, like that's combined. Yeah. 50, yeah, 15. Um, and that can differ depending on the day, maybe, and the, depending on the teacher, it's vo you know. But from one teacher I was going to, yeah, sometimes it'll be that, then maybe 10 minutes of live drilling, passing guard, and then 30 minutes, half the class would then be um, just rolling. Yeah. And sometimes I had one teacher that was kind of lazy. And uh, I mean, sorry, he wasn't the best teacher, but I had one teacher um, that uh, sometimes he'd be like, okay, we're, um, he'll show one technique because he just felt like he wasn't into it. He, like you could tell, I think he was going through some of his own personal stuff maybe, but he had like, okay, I'll show you this one technique. Okay, guys, just, just roll. And then he would go on his laptop, like he would, or he'd go on his phone. Yeah, it was, he wasn't the yeah, I'm sorry to say, but yeah, yeah. Um, no, he, at first he was good, but I think something maybe happened in his personal life, or oh, I you know what happened was like someone had written something bad about him on like a whiteboard in the class, and it kind of hurt him, and he started getting like paranoid of some of the students. Anyways, yeah. So, <laughs> uh, anyways, he started be, his teaching quality just went down from there, and sometimes he would just chat, like he wouldn't even teach; he would just like talk about like. BJJ sometimes not even BJ. He just talked with the students and like, oh yeah, this one time I rolled with this one person, blah blah blah, and and then, and then the class would be like half talking about chatting, roughly related to jujitsu, and then like, okay, you guys can just roll. So, anyways, <laughs> that I, I I had a mixed experience in the U.S. and that that's because I went to like um yeah I went to a, a gym where it was like super cheap, yeah, and it, it had everything I needed. So um. But I would say that if I were to go to a dedicated BJJ school, because I've, I've been to some of the open mats at those schools, and they seem like really intense, like like they're 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 looking to compete. They're looking to go to ADCC, which is Abu Dhabi, or uh, these big uh, uh, IBG IBJFF like federation right. to go compete. But those gyms are like 150 bucks or up. You know, and sometimes yeah. you have to get their you have to get their gi, like you yeah. know you can't you can't wear someone else. Yeah. Oh, and sorry, but you have to buy our gi, and you know we really recommend our rash guard too. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so yeah. Anyways, I think the instruction has been good. I think I my jujitsu has gotten better. My body awareness has gotten better, and then in addition to that, I found a gym nearby, uh, my place here in Sioux called uh Saw Arena. it's a pretty nice gym where like i pay for per visit about the visit per visit it's only like 410 yen so about four bucks yeah us and then but if i buy like a package or, like 12 visits all at once like a like a yeah booklet a booklet awesome. yeah uh that's another thing everything's like on paper in japan um and then uh if I do that, it's a little bit cheaper, like 390 each visit. And I've been working on my deadlifts and my my my. Uh, do you lift much at all, or not really? You know, I never really. I usually do body weight training, right? I've been I'm doing doing more squats and bench press, like compound exercises. But yeah, right. 
No, I uh, I used to do P90X. I was really into right. it. Right. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I had the the Bowflex Select Tech dumbbells, but these days I I do more body weight. Yeah, it's it's more convenient, I guess. Yeah, it's take well, you, your <laughs> it's everywhere. Yeah. Just yeah, you know, I I don't have to lug that thing down, lug the weights yeah. down downstairs. Uh, they live up here, upstairs, and then I don't want to do it upstairs because yeah, it's just not very comfortable up here. <laughs> Yeah, so, so how's the food out there? Do you like it? I do like it, but like I, it's like after with any country, there's a certain the the. So even when I was living in Taiwan, there's a time where you kind of miss other flavors, right? Oh yeah, yeah. There's there's a Taiwanese f- flavor that permeates all of the cuisines. You know what I'm saying? There's yeah. a Japanese flavor. Each region is a little is different, obviously, but there's a Japanese kind of flavor that permeates all all kind of foods we were talking about this a little bit like yeah that Worcester sauce is in like Worcestershire Worcester how do you pronounce it Worcestershire it's it's some weird thing it's like it's not not Worcester I got corrected many times it's Worcestershire Worcestershire okay Yeah. yeah All right, um, the tonkatsu sauce. Tonkatsu <laughs> sauce. So I'm not a huge fan of it in yakisoba, even though yakisoba is okay. But like, yeah, yeah, I like. I think what you mentioned about like the cabbage makes it a little bit sour. Yeah. Uh, but like donburi, which doesn't have that sauce usually, you can add it, I guess. Um, donburi, I love. Uh, I love. Donburi is like a, a very like general term, right? Anything right, over right. rice is donburi. Yeah. So like, so like. Um, rice meat like a pork sliced yeah. pork and cabbage over rice that's my that's my jam that's really good <laughs> i can make that at home too it's super easy yeah yoshinoya uh, yeah yoshinoya <laughs> is great yeah but the thing is like yeah those are yoshinoya is super cheap it's so it's like i would say it's like about 40 times better than the yoshinoya in america oh, yeah. it's, it's so good yeah they use pork there they use pork and then um and oh yeah it is it's a pork bowl in, in japan huh yeah yeah where it's, it's a, because or, of mad cow disease i heard uh, i don't know if that's true but they, they made a switch at some point so but the thing is that flavor is good but then you you know with anything you, you get, get kind of tired you get yeah. used to it, you get kind of tired so then once in a while i like I, one time i i, I told you about, about funky frank's that's like the mexican restaurant so <laughs> i went there one time just I forgot my umbrella there uh, the last time I went, so I went to go pick it up and bought dinner for myself. But it was like twenty five hundred yen for like, so for Mexican food, which is yeah. unheard of, right? In in yeah. Los Angeles, right? But I was like, hey man, I'm I'm missing it. Uh, so I'll I'll drop twenty five bucks or yeah, twenty dollars on the on the dinner for. Um, and it was it's okay, yeah, yeah. So I miss that those kind of mix of flavors, you know, of yeah. Mexican food. So I have to go out of the way or spend extra money to have it. McDonald's tastes roughly the same, even though they have the McDonald's here has different um, burgers. Burgers, right? They have like a teriyaki samurai. They call it the samurai burger, <laughs> and then they have uh, um, they have the ebi, the shrimp uh-huh. fillet. That is delicious, but it's it's fried and I can't eat that every day. You know, like yeah, that's yeah, probably yeah. not good for your heart. The Big Mac, I that's my go-to. I go to get a Big Mac once in a while. Yeah. Well, yeah. 
I don't know if they had it this past Halloween, but the last time I was in Japan, it was during Halloween time, and they had a black burger. And huh. Burger King had it too. I didn't try the Burger King one, but I was like, I'm just going to try it in Japan at McDonald's before I leave. Yeah. And I regret not having it more. It was freaking delicious. Oh, really? Oh. <laughs> they had like sliced garlic that was like fried and put in there, and they had like some sort of sweet garlic sauce. Yeah. And that thing. It was delicious. Uh, I thought it was just a gimmick, but mm. really good. <laughs> and like the sizes too, or I've read a blog about this, but like it, it's true. Like this, even the large is slightly smaller than the American large. The large drink is a slightly smaller cup than the yeah. American large cup. So uh, even though you're eating less quantity per se, but like you still feel kind of full. What yeah. what? I, it's pretty cheap to McDonald's in Japan. Like uh, for a Big Mac meal, it's about six hundred yen right now. So about six, oh. five bucks, yeah. six bucks. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So it's pretty affor- affordable. Yeah. Did, um, have you tried the apple pies at McDonald's? Are they still fried? They were fried the last time I tried it. Oh, last time I I had one in Kyoto. I think I had one in Kyoto and it was fried. Yeah, it was good. Yeah, yeah. they don't. Yeah. There was only one McDonald's I knew of that had fried apple pies, and and that was in in um in Marin County. Uh, and it was in a mall. It was a random mall. Yeah. And they had a small McDonald's, and they had fried apple pies. Like, what? It's like some weird thing. <laughs> and the San Jose Airport had it for a while in the late nineties and early two yeah. thousands, and then they got rid of that McDonald's. I was like, God damn it, <laughs> dude! It tastes so much better fried. Like, yeah. I can't go back to baked, yeah. <laughs> Cause like, is is it true? Like, I don't know why, but it feels less heavy. The fried food in Japan feels less heavy than fried food in America. Like, if I have like fried food in like the deep south of like fried chicken, I just feel so much heavier than. It uh, might be the oil or something. I'm not even sure. I'm, yeah, I'm sure it's the oil. But I mean, if you go to a, a nice tonkatsu restaurant, yeah, the oil is very clear looking. They don't like, mm. you know, in America, we kind of just like Americans, they just kind of let the oil sit. <sighs> you know what yeah. I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah. Japanese people have this like thing about letting things sit like that. Unless it's uh, like for a purpose, for you know, unlike the unagi sauce. Yeah, yeah. This is completely different, right? Uh, you don't want the oil to sit and like be that darker and darker over time. Yeah, yeah. So I. Yeah, that unagi story remind me of like they have um, these th- places in Taiwan where uh, these night markets where they would I, th- I guess the what's the English word like braise it l- l- like yeah. they'll braise stuff and they'll just reuse that same pot with all the yeah. flavors in it. I think it's, I'm pretty sure it's like I want to say it's a clay pot or some sort of yeah t- uh, yeah I think terracotta pot. Yeah, earthenware where it absorbs that flavor. So like some, yeah. So all that flavor is still in in the pot. And um, yeah, yeah, that stuff's good. It's probably not healthy, but who cares? You know, it's tasty. Yeah. (laughs) You just can't have it every day. Yeah, yeah. But like everything, everything in moderation. Moderation. So everything, anything else new with you? Everything's good? Yeah, I guess one thing that I... There's a few things that are interesting, I guess I want maybe want to share was like, and you probably know this, like, so gyms have, you have to have your own gym shoes. So you can't wear outside shoes into a gym. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That, that sounds, well, I mean, think about it, right? 
yeah. You can't when you go to um when you go to someone's house, you're not gonna wear your shoes in. Right. Yeah. No. So the gym is the same thing, right? You're going yeah. to someone's building mm-hmm. and it's indoors. Yeah. And you want to keep everything clean. And let's say you walk in after going through the rain. Yeah. Yeah. You're picking all this crap up and then you go into this, this gym and it's dirty. Right. So uh, I, so I, that was interesting. I, I had to buy shoes so I could go use it and use them in the gym. I just had one. I have slippers for my, so for schools, uh, you know, they have slippers that you have to wear inside the school. Yeah. And then I have for, for going inside the gym. Um, so walking into the, the space, it's fine. Like, um, the, uh, like kind of like the reception area, you, you can walk in with your outdoor shoes. But then once you go past a certain area, they have a deep, it's demarcated with like, okay, you can't wear shoes past this point. You have to wear yeah. gym shoes or, um, you know, slippers or something. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you can't wear slippers in the weight room though. You gotta wear shoes in the weight room, right. you know? So I, I was just like, man, I have to prepare all these slippers and, and sh- I have to have slippers for school. I have to have uh, outdoor shoes and then I have to have gym shoes. At least three pairs of, of some sort of footwear. footwear. Yeah. But I mean, I, I remember going to someone's house in Japan and they had slippers for the bathroom. Yeah. And there's slippers for the bathroom. Yeah. Yes. So <laughs> I'm like, man, like, okay, I get it. So like if you open like a, a, a footwear store in Japan, you can, you, you know, you have you have to you'll i think you might do well maybe if you have a good very uh variety or <laughs> there's that also like cash it's very cash based society yeah so i have to, i'm i'm usually carrying like 300 us on me at all times yeah. usually yeah. yeah and that's normal yeah you know and i've i've found 160 us dollars worth of like yen, so six sixteen hundred yen, like in the envelope on the ground, right? I was like, "What the heck?" So I returned it to the station, right? At yeah. that time, I think I just returned it really quickly, and I'm like, "Oh, hey, I found this," and they're like, "Oh, okay." Um, uh, I think that for that person, he was cool, just me returning it. But then I found a wallet like the next day uh, near the station where there's like eighty bucks US in it. So eight thousand yen or something, and I returned it, and they're like, "Oh no, sorry, you have to go to the police station." Yeah. So I went to the police station to return it, and then um, when I went to the police station, I had to fill out all these forms, and then there's an option to say if I wanted to, I could receive ten. I think it's like fifteen percent of a reward of what I found if the <clears throat> person is not if it's unclean. Uh, I think no. I can I can get the money if it's unclaimed for a certain period of time, or I could also request the person who the money belongs to for ten percent or fifteen percent finder's fee. And mm. I was using Google Translate, you know, the camera function yeah. on Google Translate to the form because I yeah. I can't I'm not Japanese, not nearly that good. Yeah, yeah. And then sometimes I would use the <laughs> the Google Voice function, like, "Sorry, can you please repeat that?" And I have the person speak into the phone in Japanese and yeah. tr- have it translate. So that's the gist of what I got. Um, but what was funny is for the wallet that time, the the girl, like, um, she was like, must have been high school or, or college. She she she, as I was filling out the form, this girl is crying. She walks into the uh, the koban, the police station. Yeah. 
and she's like i lost my wallet and i'm like oh and then the police officer oh uh she, he looks at the name is this your wallet <laughs> yeah. or like what well, can you please describe your wallet like it's like this and then he looks at the 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 identification wallet oh yeah it's you so as i'm filling out the form the person who lost the wallet came in and and she's like oh thank thank her and her friend and she the the person who lost the wallet was crying so her friend was like saying thank you on her behalf cuz she was distraught <laughs> So basically what I was thinking from these experiences, like, dang, like I'm in the, I'm not country, but I'm not in the city basically. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, but even what I hear about Tokyo and maybe, I don't know about your experience, but like it's very common for people to return money or, yeah. or, or, or uh, wallets. Whereas in the U S that shit's gone, you know, like, that shit's gone. <laughs> that shit's gone. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, I, I think when me and my friend in college, when we were in Japan, we bought like um, the Cebu uh, baseball cap for the Lions. Yeah. We left it at, at an ATM or bank, whatever, and we never, we forgot it, and we never f- figured out where to go get it. Yeah. But we didn't even know that. Oh, it, because we were in college, we didn't know that how honest Japanese people were. We just yeah. knew it was safe. So. Yeah. yeah. I'm sure if we went to a local police box, the Koban, I, I bet you it would have been there. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, I've, uh, and also I think that kind of, it's very interesting because then I, I wonder if it changes behavior because then sp- uh, the fact that I found s- so much money <laughs> on the ground in such a short yeah. period of time, I was just like, oh, wow. So either people are very like, because it's so safe, maybe they're just like, uh, they're less cautious maybe. I don't know. I, I just found like, the most money I've ever found in the U.S. was, uh, let me think, I found twenty bucks before. I wonder if I want to have I ever found a hundred dollars? No, I don't think so. Yeah. So, the fact that I found that much money is just like wow. So first of all, no one's touched it, and yeah, some people like some Japanese people don't want to. They're like, oh, the person will probably come back and pick it up, so they don't trouble picking it up or giving it to. Them. Yeah. Because so there's another time where I found like, <laughs> I found seven dollars worth of money. Okay. Yeah. I found seven hundred yen, uh, seven eight hundred yen on the ground. I was like, fuck, what do I do with this? So I'm, I'm like, I'm like, I'm in like this moral predicament because then I think about all the time I have to spend just to fill out a form for eight hundred eight bucks. Yeah. versus just leaving it on the ground i'm like okay i'll i'll give it to the koban so i went to koban and man like yeah they weren't there i had to call a phone like and i have to say in broken japanese sumimasen etto watashi wa yeah, yeah. yeah i'm here and 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 so i regret that because <laughs> then i have to fill out the form it, it literally took like half an hour just to return 800 yen i should just left it it should have been fine yeah so i get it some people they just don't want to bother with returning it to the police station yeah right yeah. especially so, for eight bucks <laughs> yeah i wish I, I probably should have just left it and someone with got yeah um so yeah those are interesting things the other thing is like japan is not that this is not like i think i get it but there's a lot of things about japan that's not advanced <laughs> mm. uh, you could say the same about america's public train system and a bunch of things right but there's some things uh it's specific areas so for instance um bureaucracy filling stuff out it's all paper yeah or communication it's all 
like my teachers, my co-teachers will write notes on stick it notes and, and give put it on my desk, you know? Email? Nah. I'm like, hey, can I just email you the lesson plan? Um, no, just print it out and show me. <laughs> like print everything. I have to print everything out and show like the other day though, I I I made a point to like cause I was still working on a lesson plan, so I brought my laptop to the teacher and that was okay. But generally everything is like you print it out, then you bring it. Or if you want to talk about something, you have to go to their office and speak in person. There's no like email communication there's no like sort of chat system whereas when i was working in the u.s like even if the person is like literally i can see them their office is right there i can takes two seconds to walk there i will chat i because like me going over to walk with them it like that's like not appreciated i think in american work culture i think from what i the feeling i got when i was working in the u.s is like what why just there's a work chat like there's a work chat for these kind of requests put it in there so we don't forget and it's not lost, right? Whereas right. In, in, in Japan, it seems like everything is like, you speak in person, you, you write everything on paper or you print it out to show. And then for signing things, any documents, you need a seal, like any a official, hand. you yeah. need a, a ink, uh, inkan, right? Yeah. Um, and you need a, to stamp stuff, which is same in Taiwan. Um, but like electronic signature, like DocuSign, like that stuff doesn't, no. is not, no. <laughs> I mean, I think that's why the fax machine will stick around for a while. <laughs> yes. Yeah. There's a fax number for every business or like major company. Yeah. Yeah. Still. Yeah. So, I mean, what are your thoughts on that? Is, I, is there, I wonder, is it like, cause Japan has a very traditionalist mentality maybe? I, I don't know. Like, I wonder what are your thoughts on that? I, yeah. I never, I never really thought about it. I never questioned it. Yeah. But I mean, the one thing I did question is like their packaging, right? Everything looks looks immaculate. Yeah. But there's so much packaging waste. Yeah. Yeah. There's a so, lot of packaging waste in Japan. Everything's individually wrapped. Yeah. Because of the omiyage culture, right? Because yeah. like let's say you have 10 worker coworkers, right? And like if it's not individually wrapped, it's so messy trying to like take a yeah. cookie that's un yeah, yeah. So I think that's that's probably why. I, one time I got akofuku mochi, which is like this kind of purple mochi with uh -huh. like a white kind of sticky um, center. Yeah. yeah, but that they're very they are because it's so sticky and the way it's presented, it's in a uh, a soft wood box that it's not individually wrapped because I think that would ruin the uh, the structure of the uh, the, the treat. Yeah, yeah, the mochi. So, so when I was trying to give it out, it was like super, <laughs> super messy. I, I think they're like, "What is this for?" Like, it's annoying. <laughs> it's, they're they're kind of like, "What's going on?" But they 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 thought it was kind of funny. But yeah, um, so, yeah, so yeah, I, like even this uh, this pocket. So there's like there's two bags of these in the yeah. same, yeah, yeah. They 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 couldn't just put them all to in the same bag. They had to be individually. Yeah, yeah. So packaging waste water, um, like all the temples. I think it's a spiritual thing, but like in the Shinto temples, you you wash your hands and then mm -hmm. you wash your mouth before you go in, and those are running all day. Yeah, like it's just dripping all day. I wonder if it's recycled or something. I, I don't yeah. think it's recycled, but you have to remember that um, Japan has like two tsunami seasons or two not tsunami, um, uh, not tsunami to you. So basically typhoon seasons, right? Uh, in yeah. the May, June time frame, and then again in August, September, yeah. where there's just tons of rain. 
there's the a lot of not lacking. Yeah, yeah. It's, you're not. You're not. You're thinking of a Californian, right? As a Californian. Right. As a like, Californian. Oh, you know, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we're always in a drought, but in Japan, <laughs> there are two seasons of like heavy rain. This is like I have tons of rain. Right, it's raining right now. Yeah, shit. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the start of raining season. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Rainy season. Yeah. It's I mean, it's like a month of like rain. Ah, yeah. And you get two. You get that twice a year, and it's, it's like, oh yeah. If Japan is like in a drought, that means the world is definitely over. Because <laughs> <laughs>、uh, there's like the S, like Japan is trying to do the SDGs, was the the Sustainable Development Goals from the UN. That's like something that was going around the、uh, education department recently,、uh-huh. um, and I think Japan is trying to like,、uh, even even so, there's still like. Uh, concern about water scarcity in the future, yeah, in about like thirty、um, years or so, yeah, yeah. yeah. There's a there was a town in Japan that had almost zero waste. Oh really? They recycled、huh. everything. It's、oh, like、wow. a small small town though.、Uh, But you should look it up. There's like one、yeah. town that that made it a purpose to like not have as much waste. <laughs> There's no trash cans.、Um, so in Japan, there are yeah, th- yeah well. There are trash cans, so let me take that back. There are trash cans, but they're in specific locations, and next to vending tra- machines. They're next to so bottles and cans have、uh, recycled. They have they they're recycled. They're those are usually they those bins are next to the vending machine. So after you drink a, a、yeah. water, you can put it in. Or、uh, combinis combinis have、uh, waste bins. Yeah.、Uh, train stations. So I read recently that Tokyo. I think Shibuya, they're they're trying to remove trash bins out of Shibuya, I believe, of the train stations.、Mm. Um, so, yeah, that's kind of tough. Sometimes, like, I I always make it a point to if I get something, and I know I'm gonna eat it soon ish. I'll just stay at that location that has a bin, the where I just bought it, you know, and then I'll just eat it real quick and I'll put it in because、yeah. I don't want to take it home and then have to wait a whole week or two weeks sometimes. Because the trash pickup in Japan is, it's um, it's certain days of the week are certain items. There's combustible waste and there's non-combustible waste like plastics. Yeah. Then there's a separate day for pet bottles and there's a separate day for metals. So like, yeah, it's. And I realized recently that, I was put for like months. I was putting my waste in the wrong. Bin. I thought it was just the. I thought it was just like oh, different day, different waste. Okay, I'll do different day. I'll put different waste. But no, it's like that bin is specifically for combustibles, which is two times a week. And then if I on the different days, I have to go to another block. I have to go a block over to throw my plastic waste and other way,、uh, other forms of waste. So sorry,、um, Japan. <laughs> I think I. So I'm. I'm starting to do that now. Yeah, but that's like. That's and also at McDonald's, right? Like as they're throwing, you know, we just dump it in in America,、yeah. right? But in Japan, there's like、um, there's three there's three three places. There's plastics, and then there's other waste, and the third one is liquids.、Uh-huh. So liquids is you pour. There's like a funnel that you pour in in McDonald's. You pour stuff. So the ones paper, mostly just paper combustibles, and then you have to take the lid off the drinks and the straws. And so plastics, yeah, it's just like another stressor, you know. <laughs> for for me, I think it's natural、yeah. now for J- Japanese people. I'm trying to get better at it, but yeah. Um, 
I'm kind of curious. So, it seems like your relation. You've been to Japan m- multiple time. times. Yeah, I'm kind of curious about like what are you, what are your trips like and kind of like how were your stays and so did it start? Did you when was your first trip to Japan? I guess yeah. My first trip was like when I was three, so I don't remember shit. Yeah, yeah. When I was six, I remember like hanging out with some cousins and you know building shinkansen, but it's like a very you know, at this point, it's like forty years ago, over forty、wow. years ago.、Mm. Um, oh, Shinkansen's w- been around for forty years or fifty years. It's,、okay. Shinkansen's been around for a long time. Ah,、uh, okay. You know, and I used to put they. My cousin had like this gigantic.、Um, they had like tons of those blue trains. Have you have you seen the Shinkansen or the the model trains that they have in Japan? It's like really cheap plastic, but it's very easy to build a lot.、Uh, we actually、oh. have some.、Uh, it's like. It、yeah. runs on a C battery or whatever. Yeah.、Um, but then,、uh, and I, I don't think it's it's as common now. But they had beetles, like rhinoceros beetles, and、oh. um, these, these gigantic Goliath beetles or whatever,、mm-hmm. as pets. And I used to want one, but they were like expensive, and、uh. they're really scarce now. So it's even more expensive.、Uh. But they had like the rhino beetles and stuff.、Um, but in set when I was in high school. My junior year of high school, in between my junior and, and senior year, I went to Japan for a month, and I stayed with my mom's best friend, and that was interesting, just staying in, in the countryside and all that stuff, you know, going here and there. Is that in central Japan or south? Yokohama. Yokohama.、It's, it was in Yokohama. Yeah, it's yeah. in the outskirts of like city central. Chinatown, then,、uh, Yokohama is 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 pretty pretty、uh, popular. I went. There, it's very、yeah. big. It's huge. Yeah. Have you、yeah. have you gone? I went,、uh, yeah, I went、uh, a couple months ago to Yokohama, Chinatown. Food's、know. expensive. Food's expensive, but like, it's it's decent. Like for, yeah, I I had sun, I had some sandong,、um, dishes like some spicy、uh, beef and veg veggies stir fried, and it was pretty good. I was like, oh yeah, I miss that flavor, you know? Yeah, yeah. yeah.、Um, um, then I went right after high school after. I started college. I went again for like two months or three months. I got like a, a job through my, through my、um, work, my other work, my other summer job. The, the CEO's wife was Japanese, and her dad was the CEO of a, another Japanese company, like a big Japanese company. Yeah. And then I asked he my the my boss wouldn't do it, but the the wife was like, I'll ask my dad. You know, no problem. And. We got like this, me and my friend got this gigantic salary, and he like put us up in the dormitory and stuff. We were in the、yeah. countryside, and so we were walking around with like a thousand dollars every every weekend when we went out. We、Whoa. just had like a stack of money, but that was fun. You know, I I got to know like I didn't. I was very bad about keeping in touch with those friends or the people、yeah. I people I made friends with and and that company. Yeah, which I really regret. I was like stupid. I was young and stupid. Wait, this、um, is in your twenties now, or yeah, like I was nineteen or twenty. Wow, <laughs> with so, a thousand was, US on the weekend, that's crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it just felt like it, that. I felt that was like normal thing to do. Yeah, but it, it's whatever.、Um, what was, was the like, job exactly? Yeah, I was working at um, it was an engineering company. They、uh, made like pneumatic valves, and I was in the、uh, in the testing. Department,、oh, okay. so they would just like、uh, rip apart things for figure out what went wrong, or、mm. they like test a bunch of things.、Um, so working at a Japanese company in Japan was pretty interesting. Okay, 
everybody went on on break at 10 10 a.m it was like a bell rang like you're at school everyone filed out and they would go even if they weren't smoking they would just get some a canned drink to drink and then Mm. go back after 15 minutes it was funny lunch was always the same lunch was kind of crappy and then uh so we were there in scuba on the weekdays me and my friend and then on weekends on Friday night, we'd, we would take the train for like an hour and a half to go back to my aunt's place in Yokohama. Yeah. And then that we would just like go from Yokohama, go all over the place. Nice. And then on Sunday night, we'd you know, take the train all the way back to Tsukuba. Tsukuba? Where's, where's that? Tsukuba is outside of Tokyo. It's like uh... an, another hour or something or 30 minutes outside of Tokyo. Yeah. And then the next trip I had must have been when I was in my first job out of college. And that was for a week. And then I went again after I graduated from, from business school. And I went there for a few days. Saw my Or no, I went after the first year of business school. Everyone had to take a trip somewhere. Everyone at USC. Huh. Okay. So I chose Japan. And I stayed there for a week for school. And then I stayed another week to, to go see my mom and see other people. Mm. So that was pretty cool. And then... Then the, then the next time was after I graduated, you know, our friends, we took an Asia trip, we went to Japan, South Korea, Taiwan, China, mm. Thailand. But yeah. Nice. And then I went back for my grandmother's uh, funeral in mm. 2007. And then the most recent trip was a family trip, 2014. Oh, cool. And that was Tokyo area mainly or Yokohama or? Uh, Yo- uh, Tokyo, Yokohama. We went to Osaka and Kyoto. And then, uh, oh, I did take a trip in 2006 with one of my friends, and he's mm-hmm. Japanese. So I spent a week with him. We went to uh, Hokkaido, Tokyo, and, you know, went all around there. And then I went to go see my mom. He went up to Osaka, and then I, I went home. So I'm trying to remember, your your mom's in Central. Is, is she Yokohama or? She was in Yokohama. Oh, okay. Yeah. But now she's here. <laughs> now she's here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So there was like uh, a, one more trip. Um, at this point, I, I, I still haven't seen the Sea of Japan. I still haven't gone to Shikoku. Shikoku, yeah. yeah. That's near Ehime, I think. Or, I'm trying to wait. No, Shikoku. It's like the fourth major island. Ah, yeah. Shikoku. Shikoku, yeah. And have you been to Kyushu then, yeah? I've been to Kyushu. That was, in my, that was when I was a teenager. Oh. I went there because my friend was in Japan at the same time. And his family um, were all from Kyushu. So I took a Shinkansen um, first to Kobe to go see some friends. And then I went all the way to Kyushu and I hung out with them for like um, three or four days. We went spearfishing, which was kind of cool. And yeah, um, the Kyushu people speak a little bit different. It's kind of funny. Yeah. I I remember going to um, this this theme park park called House Tempos as a, um, a Dutch theme park. Huh. Really strange. <laughs> yeah, there's a Spain village in Mie Prefecture. I haven't been to, but I guess it's it's a popular tourist spot here. Yeah, yeah, because that's considered exotic for Japanese people, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but uh, I do want to go back and go see the Sea of Japan. I do want to go to uh, Akita at some point. And then there's like there are a bunch of shows that I've been watching lately about um you know taking small local railroads. Oh yeah, you show yeah yeah. 
uh, I took some of the. I was in Hamamatsu recently, and yeah, I, I took some of those trains. Like one of them was called. It literally said "Slow Life" on the in, in, in English <laughs> "Slow Life" on the train, yeah. um, and that was cool. But like, uh, it wasn't cheap though. It was like no. each ride was like four hundred yen, oh, and like shit. so that's like four bucks each way. Yeah. So then in one day you could be spending. You know, if you're doing like four trips, five trips, that's twenty bucks. You know, yeah. like yeah, yeah. Um, if you're tra- like traveling, I guess if you're working, you're only gonna make two trips, right? So, yeah. But yeah. Um, no, I think uh, the Golden Week's coming up, so I'm trying to figure out what my plans are. I think I- I'm planning to go to Nagoya, which is only like an hour away tomorrow, to check out maybe the zoo. And a friend invited me to an aquarium. I, I made a friend at. Um, a Japanese class, uh, a volunteer class. He's like, he's South. What is he? he's Peruvian? Peruvian, mm. and then, but I think his, I think his mom or his dad is like Nikkei Japanese. So he's half, half food. Yeah, yeah. So he invited me out. So yeah, um, I think, yeah, that's one thing. I, I think for from your trips to japan then like was there any sort of thing that stood out like what what made you keep going to japan was it just the food was it more like was there any fun like stories or experiences that you had from those from the all those different trips uh yeah i mean it was always fun and then the food was always good yeah i didn't appreciate the food until college but i remember that college trip when i was working at that company one of the guys said hey me and my friends are going to go to the mountains this weekend. You should come with us. Yeah. We're going to go drifting. I was like, what's drifting? And this was 90, 1992 or 93. Oh. I was like, what's drifting? And then they just brought us to the mountains. It was like the initial D. And they set up like cones in the parking lot. And they were like <laughs> practicing, you know, figure eight drifting and stuff. And one of the cars was a Subaru Impreza. And no one in America drove Subarus at that time, right? Oh, it was very okay. unpopular. And they go, oh, you should drive that car. You should ride in that car. Not drive, yeah. but ride in that car. Yeah. And it, it turned out to be a loaner from the dealership because the guy who was um, borrowing that car, his car was in the shop to get repaired. I go, hey, are you allowed to do this? He goes, yeah, don't worry about it. <laughs> and then so they were, and they burned out the transmission. It was like overheating because oh, they were like, yeah. And then, uh, but it was my first experience with, with drifting and they didn't go uh, through the mountains or anything, but you could see like all the other cars racing in the mountains. These guys were just practicing in a parking lot. I don't know how they um, were able to get this parking lot all to themselves, but they were able to do it. Uh, and, and I rode in the passenger seat of a, a Lancer, and that was pretty interesting because it's all-wheel drive, but it's like four-wheel drive. So the front wheels were like, when he went around, it, the front end would just pop up and down like this, and then you go straight and turn and pop, 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 and go straight. Oh. So were it was you a little scared freaky. at all? Or? No, but it was, it was fun. But in that same trip, um, some other, this other co-workers, they go, Hey, we're going to go ghost hunting. You should come with us. <laughs> and then, so we spent one whole night on Saturday night. He like picked up, picked us up with his friend and we went, drove all around Tokyo and, and Yokohama to all these well-known haunted sp- places. And we took pictures to see if anything came out of it. Oh my gosh. Oh. And, uh, you know, as we were driving there, they would like tell us these ghost stories, which was awesome. <laughs> were you speaking Japanese at this time or? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow, that's great! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I I want to get to that level where I can have like um, casual conversations, like uh, or talk about ghost stories. Yeah, I'm still I'm not there yet, but yeah. <laughs> so, 
there's a word for that, right? There's like courage testing. There's a word for that. Oh, I forget the Japanese word for that. I, I don't know that one.、Uh, I just、courage. know that it was, it was fun, especially、yeah. during Obon week. You're going to be there during Obon weekend, and that's when a lot of the TV shows have all these ghost related things.、Uh, I guess summer is ghost season in Japan, I believe, right? August.、Summer. August, yeah. yeah. Obon. Obon. Usually during Obon. Kimo, kimo dameshi. Kimo dameshi is a test of courage, is the word. Yeah, kimo dameshi. Okay. Yeah, I've never done it, but it was just fun. And then Obon is definitely fun. And then I miss like the snacks. And then also, my mom was like living in Japan and my grandmother was living in Japan、mm. up until like 2007. That's when my grandmother passed away. And my mom moved here in 2019. So so you got to see her. And, and yeah. 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 So I guess you're, you're as far as most familiar, you're most familiar sounds like with Yokohama, I guess. Yokohama, yeah. 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 Any recommendations for Yokohama? I guess there's Chinatown, right? Or... Oh, yeah. Next to、um, Chinatown, there's、um, Kanai. And then there's like a, a very famous,、um, there's a famous tonkatsu place called Katsuretsu An. Katsuretsu An.、Mm. And they've been around since like 1950.、Mm. It's, it's delicious. <laughs>、uh, yeah. I love, and yeah, then I they, love Tonkatsu. There's like a mall near there too called Minato Mirai. Mm. I think, yeah, there's a Ferris wheel or whatever, a giant Ferris oh, that, wheel. Oh, that's famous, yeah, yeah. My girlfriend's But, like afraid of Ferris wheels, though. It's like she's not, she doesn't like the, the swaying, yeah.、Um, But yeah, overall, I mean, you know, it's, it's just fun. And then there's like a, always good food and everything's seasonal. So when we were there last time in the fall, they, Hagenaz released fall flavors. They had.、Uh. Chestnut flavored ice cream and sweet potato flavored ice cream. Yeah, so that's another thing about Japan is like they have every store has some sort of seasonal、uh, flavor that comes out. So even McDonald's,、yeah. like McDonald's, ha- what is it? There's this spring one recently. I'm not a huge fan of it, but it's kind of like a, a saucy burger.、Mm-hmm. It's,、um, it's Tatemai or something like that. I forget.、Um, but it's a.、Uh, Uh, it's okay. I'm not a huge fan of it, but there's seasonal stuff flavors there at McDonald's.、Um, Baskin Robbins is popular here too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it's but not have, cheap. Yeah, it's not cheap. Yeah, but、Baskin、they have、Robbins、so、too. many different flavors of a lot of things, right?、Mm. You go to Starbucks, you'll find like different flavors. They, I'm sure they had like a cherry blossom flavor recently for Frappuccino or whatever.、Mm. But there are things that you cannot get in the US.、Mm. Just like their car. I don't even know how they're mass producing their cars. Because there are so many different variations of like a Honda Accord. Yeah, okay. I don't know、Is、if it, you've actually looked at it. There are like two or three different variations of a Honda Accord and two、oh. or three very different variations. They have like so many different types of Toyotas. When I last went there, so many different types of Toyotas. Like, they, only, they only sell like three or four models in the US or whatever, of sedans, but、right. they have like five or six in Japan. And the, Jap- the US market is way bigger, but we have less variety. Yeah, it's interesting because I, I,、uh, the place I do jujitsu at, it's not too far from the Honda factory. And there's、yeah. a lot of,、um, there's actually a, a large population of like foreigners that、yeah. live in that, in Suzuka area because of the factory. They have like workers、yeah. from、uh, different countries there, like a lot of Brazilians that live in that area. So,、um, Yeah,、uh, I, I wonder. Maybe I'll ask one of, my, one of the people that trains. He works at, he's part, he's, he works somewhere in the supply chain for Honda. 
Yeah. Maybe I'll ask him about that. <laughs> yeah, I just don't know how that works. Yeah. Uh, I guess w uh, one thing I was wondering, like, as far as getting along with people or culturally, did you notice a difference at all when you were? Because I've already said some, I guess, some of my, my, my my things is i still feel like there's a little bit of distance but like to break that distance it takes time i guess or the language is a huge thing and also um yeah just the, um kind of like gaining gaining trust is is a big issue whereas i think like in the u.s it's kind of like easy to be friends but also it's easy to flake i think like like it's easy to make friends but then it's easy to lose friends in the i don't know that's something I've heard, yeah. and I thought about that a little bit. Yeah. Well, I I think uh, in Japan, they're just like the, like we were talking about. You just have to um, get to know somebody. Usually, there's like one more outgoing person. Yeah. And then they will actually start introducing you to other friends. Yeah. I mean, that's how it was when we were at the factory. Like this one guy, just like, you know, he was very interested in learning uh, English, and then. Or just want to practice English, and we just started talking. Just super nice. Yeah. Cool. So. Awesome. All right. So it's about hour ish. Yeah. Um, yeah. Anything else that you wanted to chat about or talk about? Yeah. Mm, let's see. I will feel. I I do say that now that I'm at this age, forty eight. Yeah. Finding a new job, totally difficult. <laughs> it's super hard. Mm. and i've been going through an interview cycle yeah um i started teaching kung fu more uh, on a more regular basis on saturdays to my kids and his friends yeah and then i don't know if you've ever encountered this but one of the parents i i, I don't know if he'll ever see this podcast or listen to this podcast but he just showed up after like the second lesson you know the first lesson his wife brought the kids second lesson he he came he was doing it with the with the rest of us he doesn't say thank you for the lesson. He doesn't introduce himself at all. He just goes, hey, do you teach uh, defense against white male aggression? I was like, what? He goes, you know, when some guy comes up to you, I was like, dude. I go, yeah, this is what I do. He goes, what about if they headbutt? I was like, this is... And then uh... so I was like, I, I was, was kind of like surprised because it it's been so long since I've dealt with someone like that. Yeah, yeah. And then I started doing push hands and... Or I was showing joint locks and he was like trying like struggle and you know and I just I knew I could feel I could see what he was doing. So I just like made sure I put more pressure and step back, right? And he goes, Oh yeah, I can't hit you at all, you know. And he's like kick, you know, throwing kicks and throwing punches. And I'm I'm just like controlling it. And I was like, oh man, what's what's what this what's wrong with this guy? <laughs> <laughs> and then so I started doing push hands, right? Because I, you know, I just I haven't done it in a long time because you're you're gone and I don't go out and see anyone. And I feel okay doing push hands now with a mask on still, but and I show him a little bit and he goes, I, and I'm doing it like you not. Know, he's a beginner, so I, I don't care. And he goes, yeah, if, if you take me, and I'm gonna take you with me. I was like, yeah, that's what you should do. But he's like starting to get aggressive. And next couple of times, I just threw him on the ground. He goes, oh, you did that so easily. I go, yeah. And I moved on. Yeah. But I think he was just like testing to see if I could actually use what I know. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. Wait, he said how to defend against white male aggression? Yeah. Very is specific. A, is he an Asian guy? He's a non-white person, I'm assuming. He's half. He's half white, half Chinese. <laughs> but if you look at him, it's like, 
you you can't tell. You know, some people you can't tell, right? And I was like, what's wrong with this guy? And it just bothered me so much. You know, after the lesson was over, I was like talking over with my friends. I was like, what the fuck's wrong with this guy? Yeah, yeah. Trauma. He's got trauma. <laughs> he's got he's, trauma, but he's God got, damn it. It sounds like uh, he's he's on like the yeah David Cho spectrum or something of like craziness or <laughs> yeah, white male aggression. I, I just like looked down. I was like, oh man, should I talk to him? That you know, the next I was like, should I talk to him and see what the fuck's wrong? <laughs> you know, because but then then uh you know there was like some time that passed because he got sick or his kids got sick and he got sick and then the spring break came, and then in the last class he was actually you know very chill. He was like, oh, oh yeah, he's like he. So I think he was just like making sure that I knew what I knew was doing or I knew what I was doing and just mm. want to test me. Well, cause you're taking care of his kids, right? You're teaching his kids. So maybe there's that aspect of it. Like I, I want to make sure that my kids are not learning from A, one of yeah, those no touch woo woo <laughs> fucking senseis. Yeah, yeah. That's true. But the thing is like, I told the wife, I was like, I'm not going to charge you for the basics. Once you guys get past the blocks, kicks, and punches, the basic stuff in the stances and the very, very, very basic form. And once you want to learn more toilet foot, I'm going to start charging you that. So yeah. right now it's still free. Yeah. And then if you're not, if you're not being, if you're not paying for it, you know, which is like my mistake, I should have just made them pay something at the very beginning because it would like eliminate a lot of this bullshit. Yeah. One, I, I remember I was studying Bagua in Taiwan and uh, the teacher, you know, he's from, he's Gao Bagua from a very, he's the teacher of um, Robert J. Arnold, who, who we've yeah. had on this podcast and he used to teach for free, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But the thing is that it would just get, he'd get a bunch of non-serious people just trying it out and yeah. they, they would just like, and they, some, you know, it, 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 it he's, like once some people, someone he he just started charging like a small amount, you know, like uh, maybe like thirty, fifty bucks a month or, or something like that. And yeah, um, just by doing that, just to changing it to pay a, a minimal fee for training a couple times, you know, for multiple times a month or something, it would it reduce the turnover and also reduce like the crazies, the crazies. Yeah, yeah. So there's something to that, you know. Um, there's there's the flip there's the other side of the spectrum right where there's people who are charging 200 bucks a month or something for like <laughs> stuff that's you know you could probably find on youtube yeah yeah find on it's like it's not i would say it, yeah it's maybe only worth it if like i don't know that's it, it, a hard it's a tough sell yeah but yeah because there's some tai chi schools i know there's yeah one in new york that's like 200 plus bucks a month or i'm like really for uh, tai chi no. i get it uh, you, you know it's kind of like i guess it's kind of like like so chinese food gets put down because it's not as prestigious as like french food or european food because it's cheap right it's yeah. like it's it's yeah so maybe there's some element of that like the the money value so yeah anyways for, uh i I think yeah, there might be have to small a small paywall <laughs> yeah. is 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 helpful, I guess. Yeah. 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 Okay, right. so I mean, what do you what do you think his issue was? You think? Uh, I I I don't know. There's there's yeah. definitely some sort of social awkwardness with him. So I'm curious about why, because you seem like pretty like nothing really phases you. I, I'm kind of 
curious why why this particular incident seemed to bother you so much yeah that's very interesting yeah um no things bother me i just don't outwardly talk about it too much oh but this one was just like it was just like out of nowhere yeah and i and it's not as if I, i couldn't respond but I just didn't understand what what the fuck was going on. <laughs> and I couldn't even process it right then and there, right? I never had someone come up to me and ask specifically about white male aggression. <laughs> I maybe he maybe he faced white male aggression during the pandemic and he was just like, "You know what? I I want to make sure this guy knows how to specifically defuse that kind of aggression, maybe." I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> It was, um, it was so specific so yeah it was just really so, odd i i do think like martial arts yeah it, it, it there's it's wrapped in because martial arts is about violence you know yeah. and how to to how to defend against violence but also how to inflict it and and there's 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 a lot of um there's are some there's some people who have dealt with physical violence in their life or and tra- physical trauma that they seek out uh, they seek out martial arts maybe for not some of them maybe not for the wrong re- for, maybe for the wrong reasons maybe they want to be able to inflict violence because they have received violence um, yeah so you get like those guys who want to challenge people like I want to challenge you because you know like those 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 lay time matches but um, and that's more of like maybe an ego thing right um, Anyways, I guess one thing before we go, I I, I think we ta- touched on this before, but like communication, right? So yeah. I notice in Japan, there's like the the forward facing thing, tatemai, and then there's the oh, what you really feel. I guess yeah. um, you know one good thing is is with my girlfriend who's Japanese, we've been pretty open with communication. I think for the most part, we've uh there's a certain directness i think that comes from uh other asian cultures like chi- the chinese culture taiwanese yeah. culture taiwanese culture is a mix of like chinese and japanese so there's a mix of that kind of directness and indirectness yeah but um i'm still trying to navigate that in my communication because i recognize that in my own father sometimes it's like indirect he'll it's weird it's like sometimes it'll be indirect indirect and then super direct like it'll it'll build up you know yeah oh maybe he had this feeling of you know um and i've noticed that (laughs) i've noticed that in my brother too sometimes there's like some guy wasn't um there was like an issue with some guy delaying on rent and he was like oh it's fine it's fine where's my rent (laughs) (laughs) well it's like it's like it's like a, a movie though if you watch japanese movies there's yeah. always that one time where someone like blows up and everything gets cleared up and then they move forward, right? <laughs> there's like a lot of like climax, no one's yeah. saying anything. Yeah, no one's saying anything. You know, there's a lot of miscommunication and misunderstanding, and then something happens and someone blows up, and then they have like this big pouring out of like emotions and real thoughts, and then they move on. But have you ever watched Mr. Baseball? No, is that your is that a recommendation that you you recommend watching that or Mr. Well, it's with Tom Selleck. Okay, and he goes to Japan as a baseball player, and he's trying to navigate the whole culture thing. And one of the things that I remember is that if you go and get drunk with your manager, you can tell him anything you want to his face. Oh, okay. Yeah, 
So if you go out and drink with your your section um, chief or whatever, yeah, and they get you get a little bit tipsy, you can you can stop. You can have uh, real talk. Right, right. <laughs> I think the the other part of it is is also male female that that stuff with any culture any relationship yeah, yeah, yeah. is is that coming like like how how's communication for you these days it's pretty pretty good or better it's always a work in progress mm-hmm. i guess yeah. it's always a work in progress because i yeah. still retain a lot of the things where you know you just um uh, i might i don't know if it's a cultural thing but i know it's definitely something my mom does is where you, you just you make adjustments right if something like makes if someone has a criticism you just take it and you make an adjustment and just move forward right it might yeah. bother you but you just keep on going and you're just like okay this is how i have to do it because that's what they're expecting without actually discussing whether or not it makes you uncomfortable you just like you know suck it up and just do it mm, so yeah my wife is but, not like that yeah but like you don't want to resent the person though right because you don't but the thing is like yeah. um you, you kind of like stop resenting as long as like the criticism isn't like repetitive or if there's like uh there's not no different or there's there's no different change right like the goal posts aren't moved like if you do it this way you know because you said you did you want it this way you keep on doing it that way but then if you receive criticism for doing it the way they ask for then the resentment happens right okay so you say okay oh for example just really basic you go hey the tree is brown the tree is brown i got okay got it got it tree is brown you know yeah look at that brown tree look at the brown tree and then they go oh that tree is not really brown it's actually a reddish brown it's just like moving the goalposts just a little bit but now like i'm <laughs> like fuck dude i've been like training my mind to say like the, the tree is brown but now you're saying it's reddish brown I said, right it's just like a slight difference and then the next time i'm like you know what the tree is red i was like fuck <laughs> Why are you keep, why do you keep changing it? <laughs> yeah, uh, I guess it's like okay, uh, taking your analogy, like okay, so for now we're agreeing it's the tree is brown, uh, it, like so. Let's say, uh, for example, okay, all right, we should get a color that matches the tree, so we'll we'll get some brown chairs, and we agree it should match that brown tree. But you're like, oh wait, it's a reddish brown. But I thought we agreed it was a brown tree. Yes. So um, I already got the chairs. <laughs> yes, <laughs> like, yes. Um, so, I mean, it's an income. So that that's when we start discussing negotiating. Okay, so there, I, I've already put in some effort into this agreement that we've agreed on. Um, so one thing I, I noticed with my talking with my, my girlfriend is that, yeah, I, I think when I say something that might be a little bit too direct or I recognize that sometimes she will not be in the, so what I want is feedback, right? Even if my ego takes a hit, I want to know. I don't like it when I say something that might be hurtful, the person clams up, there's this awkward tension, there's maybe resentment and does nothing get solved. There's no communication, but then over time, you know, it might build up. Uh, luckily for for my girlfriend and I, it's something, and I think this happened in past relationships too. Is that uh, is that it's really important to like eventually clear it up. But I recognize now that even if I want that feedback right in the moment, like I'm, wait, yeah. why are you all quiet now? 
she is not maybe ready to give me that feedback. She needs yeah. time to to process that anger. Yeah. That hurt that I've I've inflicted, you know, unintentionally, obviously. I'm not trying to hurt her. Um like oh you know oh I I'm not oh, for example I'm not saying I would say this but like oh that dress is I I don't think you should wear that so something you know I I didn't say that but for example right yeah something about her 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 appearance or something like that maybe offhand remark that I think is inconsequential but could be very hurtful to her you know and I recognized now that sometimes people need time and you give them that time so and she told me that and I realized that okay I get it. And I realize that sometimes when I get angry, I need that time to process too. And even if I were to give feedback in that moment, it'd probably not be helpful. It'd probably be hurtful. You know, like, yeah. how dare you? You know, like, so I, and I think that's a big part of also like martial arts and, and meditation is that you, yeah, sometimes um, giving like uh, a, a just like a jerk reaction uh, to like a certain stimuli. Maybe it's not the best reaction. Maybe you have to, like, you know, with uh, push hands, you listen. And actually, there's a better reaction. It's not necessarily the ex the, um, the knee-jerk reaction that's best sometimes. You, yeah. you, you know, that, that takes training, right, and listening um, um, and patience. So anyways, that's something I've recognized is giving the person time to either give the feedback and um, maybe it's not necessarily on the timeline that you want, but guess what? The other person's human too, yeah. And yeah. They, they can't just be like a robot and tell you what you want right away. Yeah. No. Anyways, yeah. Any, any other right. last thoughts? <laughs> no. No. I got to get ready for bed because uh, I wake up at 4.50 in the morning. What? Yeah, for work. Holy shit. Okay. Because I want to I start work at 6 and get done by 3 p.m. every day. Wow. Okay. So All right. I'm on that that uh, Oh, that's crazy. You're like on the Dwayne Johnson schedule. He wakes up like at four every, well, he works out in the morning, I guess, or something. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's his job, right? That's his job. Yeah. Yeah. To stay fit. Um, okay. So yeah. Language corner. Yay. We went over some words. I wrote down some words. So kimodeshi is like, kimodameshi. Uh, kimodameshi is like courage uh, testing. Test. Yeah. And nodoka is like uh, uh, Japanese for tranquil. Um, and then, yeah, we've mentioned a bunch of foods like donburi, um, and, uh, what, uh, okonomiyaki, I guess you're a huge fan of. I am. Yeah. Okonomiyaki. Yeah. Yeah. Can you cook? Are you, do you know how to make one though? Or they have mixes you can do. You can just go uh, to the store and buy the mix and then chop up the cabbage and then it's like pancake. Oh, nice. Okay. It's like a pancake. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Any word you want to share or? No. Now, all right, signing off. Thank you so much for listening. This was a uh, this was educational and hopefully fun for you all. And signing off. All right, stop recording now. Yeah.